Hey friends, this is Joe Barlow, and welcome to my podcast. I'm glad you joined me. On this podcast, my goal is that you would draw closer to the Father God, that you would know Jesus Christ, and that you would experience the power of the Holy Spirit here in this earth. God bless. I want to talk to you about you were put on this planet for a particular mission. God was very purposeful when he created you. You were not a mistake. He was thinking about you. As a matter of fact, in Psalm 139, it says that all of your days were written in his book before one of them came to be. Okay, so here, God had a plan. God had a plan to bless you and to bless through you. And I, I don't know about you, but you know when Jesus said it is better to give than to receive? And over there in the book of Acts, he said that. It is better to give than to receive. For myself, I know that when I'm in a giving mode, I feel better. I like it more. <clears throat> the reason I think it is is because I'm coming from a, a mindset or a position of fullness. I'm full and I'm ready to give. I'm ready to be a blessing. And so once you, once you are a giving person, you are, your, your mindset is that, hey, I've got enough and I'm giving to others. Well, one of the things God wants us to do, first of all, he wants you to be the target of his love. He wants you to be the recipient. You know, he, he, here he's sending love your way. He wants you to receive it, okay? And after you receive it, you, you get just like a, a, a plant in a, in, a, you know, in a flower pot, right? When you water it, it starts to, almost like a balloon, it starts to fill up. You know, we have a plant some dear friends gave me years ago, and I've had it for a long time, but I really love this plant because of the people who gave it to me. But every once in a while, we forget to water it, and the whole thing just goes like this. It's just to totally wilted down. It's just like no life in it at all. And you think, oh, dear God, did I kill it? Did I, I neglected it? I'm so sorry, Lord. <laughs> But then you go fill up a water pot, you know, a, a, a flower, you know, watering can, and, and you just fill it up, and within a few hours, that thing's back up to f looking like it's normal, full and healthy, because it just needed to be filled up. When we are in need, we need to get filled up, and there's no, uh, no shame in that, no shame in needing to get filled up. That's why one of the reasons I have this show is so that people can get filled up. But you're not gonna get the full filling that you need just from me. You've gotta be going and getting into that word and receiving it and uh, that it would really, that that word of God would become really essential to you. So as you get filled up and you become this plant that's fully uh, flourishing, right? As you, as you come into that position, you then come to the place where you start to bear fruit. That's the cool thing about this plant that I have, is that it shoots these stems up and all of a sudden, right from the middle of that stem, you see this white, it starts turning white and you're like, wonder why that's white? And then pretty soon it unfolds into a beautiful flower. I, I think that's awesome. I think it's really awesome. And God wants you to flower. He wants you to um, 
to really be at the place where you're bearing fruit, you're in a position of full, you're not in a position of wilt, and you can live your life this way. You can live from a position of full. You can live from a position of give. And it's awesome. I love it. So like here this morning, I got up early. I think I got up at, uh, I think I woke up at three and then got up at, you know, just a little later, maybe 3.30 or something. And then I was up till five, just writing, you know, actually uh, writing ideas and thoughts that the Lord was giving me and looking at the scriptures and, and seeing what God was speaking to me. Well, what am I doing there? I'm getting filled up. I'm getting watered so I don't wilt because I was feeling a little wilted. Before I went to bed last night, I was really tired. I was like, man, can I keep this pace going? And I got to the conclusion, yes, I can, but I need some sleep, right? So you get yourself filled up. And then as you come into this position of fullness, you start, like I, like I said about the flower, you begin to give. It's not just receive then. You begin to give. And, the, and the, when the plant brings forth a flower, that's when it's time. There's a, a readiness to give. Amen. And God wants us to be in that position. And if you're not there, let me stop right now and pray for you. So Heavenly Father, I pray for all of my friends who are watching right now. And if they're in this position where they're feeling weak and tired and beaten up and, and wilted, Lord, I pray that they would receive the infilling of your spirit. Lord, I pray that they would receive hope to know the hope of their calling. Lord, I pray that they would receive the knowledge of the word of God the knowledge that would become like um, like solid bricks in their life that are just in position and immovable. The knowledge of the truth. Lord, that, that they would have the knowledge of your word and Lord, what you desire for them. Lord, I also pray that they would have wisdom and timing so that they would know what is the due season is it time to get filled up right now? Is it time to take a nap? Is it time to go grab something to eat? What is it time to do? Lord, I mean, I just speak your blessing on every person who's listening to me right now, that they would really sense your presence. Yeah, I'm not kidding, Lord. I really want it to happen right now, that they would sense your presence and acknowledgement of your goodness to them and that you really have them on your agenda, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to bless them right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let me keep going here, okay, friends? But I just felt like some of you were in that wilted position, uh, very tired, and you need to be built up. Uh, I will tell you, uh, just like watering that plant, you need the Word of God. You need prayer. And you actually, the Lord showed me three things. You need praise, prayer, and the Word. Three things. Praise, prayer, and the Word. If you keep those three things going, you're going to stay filled up and ready to give. Okay. If you're not staying filled up on those things, it's going to be harder for you. Just saying it's going to be harder for you. So keep those three things going. Praise, prayer, and the word every day. Be praising God for something. Be thanking him for something. Uh, be praying about something or talking to him and then spend some time in the word. Even read a chapter uh, of anything. You know, um, we raised our kids all reading, you know, one chapter of Proverbs a day. So whatever the day of the week is, that's the day 
that you would read. So Proverbs 13, uh, you would read that for today and, uh, and just see what God has in store. What, what is he saying? What is he saying? And then write down anything he's saying, maybe put it on a note card, put it in your pocket and look at it throughout the day. Stay filled up. The reason I'm saying all this is because from the position of strength then, you can begin to minister. And what I believe is that you have a mission. And I want to talk to you this week about understanding mission, okay? Because uh, like here in, in um, what is it, uh, Matthew 28, uh, Jesus gave the great commission, right? The great commission. He committed to us a mission, all right? And that mission is something we have to do. We got to go after it. And it's just something he's expecting that we complete. And uh, so if we have a mission, and if we are mission-minded, and if we can learn how to stay focused on the mission, we're going to get a lot done. And things are really going to move forward. And uh, like I shared recently, I think it was last week I shared about this, that I saw this movie called Yesterday. And this movie was uh, like, what, ha what would happen if, if there was no Beatles music, you know, the, you know, John, Paul, George, and Ringo, if there's no music by them had ever been published. So this guy was living in a world where there was no Beatles. And um, so he started publishing their music and everybody thought he was the greatest songwriter ever. Well, he was actually just publishing all their stuff. So he was living in a world where he was getting something from a different realm, really. And he was bringing it in and, and blessing everybody and everybody loved it. Well, there are things that you're supposed to bring into this world. And if you don't do it, it's just as if the Beatles didn't exist and you could never he hear the song yesterday, you know, or any of those songs, you never would have heard them. And whatever joy you've gotten out of any of those Beatles songs, um, you never would have had it. And if you don't bring to pass the things that God's put in your heart to bring to pass, then the people in our future are going to have to live without you having fulfilled your work. Somebody else is probably going to have to step up and do it. I got a lot more to share about this, my friends. Um, and I have a couple more things I want to share with you before we leave today. But I just want to let you know that the power of God is on you. And he has plans for you. And he has a mission for you. And you are to live mission-minded. So, my friends, let's get after this. Let's realize this. And let's move from being wilted to being full-flourishing and get ready to move forward and be a blessing to other people. Because, my friends, God's love is on you. And his, his oomph is behind you. He wants to help you to accomplish great things. Amen? So, friends, Get some time in the Word today. All right? Don't forget. All right. We love you. You're on a mission, my friends. You may not know what it is, but you're on a mission. And we got to talk about this. All week long, I'm talking about mission and being mission-minded and, and finding out, you know, understanding what your mission is. Uh, I want to tell you that I've been commissioned. And uh, there's a couple of scriptures I'm going to share with you. Actually, all of us have been commissioned by Jesus which means we've been put on a mission, right? And that mission, let's go to Matthew 28, 
uh, verse 18. And it says, and, um, and Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now, just so you know what that scripture is saying. He says, boys, you thought I was in charge before? Now I'm really in charge <laughs> of all heaven and earth. Okay, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Well, that's why Jesus is a good one to make your Lord, <laughs> in case you didn't know. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So let's, let's find out what he's going to say. Let's go to the next verse. Um, he said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So this is our mission, okay? Therefore, go. He says, I'm in charge, therefore go. And now what, and go and do what? Teach them. He says, baptize them and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you to do, okay? And surely I, I am with you always. I guarantee I'll be with you. That's what he's saying, I'll be with you. Now, um, so now we have a mission, right? And we have a commission. We've been committed a mission. A mission has been committed to us. As a matter of fact, we are the A team. We're it, okay? And uh, we're the ones who are supposed to be doing the Great Commission, going after it. And surely he is with us always to the very end of the age. Now, um, right now you might think that your mission is, uh, like I talked about yesterday, where some people just feel wilted. Uh, right now your mission might be, hey, just eat and drink. I remember after I was worn out, after working at another church for years, and then I got down under Bill Winston, and I just went in there and I sat down and listened to that word, listened to the word, listened to the word, listened to the word. We, Nancy and I would get up every morning at 6 a.m., and watch Pastor Winston on the, on the TV. And uh, we just kept going at it. We wanted the Word of God so badly. And exactly what he was dishing up was exactly what we needed. So we were going after it. We had to have it. And uh, we were drinking up what he was serving. And, uh, and it, it really, uh, over a period of time, it really strengthened us. It really brought us to the place where we had what we needed. We, um, we got to a position of strength. That was awesome. I talked more about that yesterday. Uh, you might want to re-listen to that as well. But um, God was really helping us. So our mission at that time was to sit still and just receive. Just drink the water, eat the food. Fellowship with the people you're supposed to fellowship with, right? Well, God was using that time to transform us. So you might be in a, a period of time where your mission right now just eat and drink. Just keep listening to Pastor Joe on the, on the internet every day, uh, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook or uh, on the podcast. Just keep listening. Uh, take some classes. Take the extra classes. That's what Nancy and I did. We went and got into the foundations class. We went and took the prayer class. We did all these things to make sure that we were getting filled up. So your mission right now might just be get healthy. Get filled up and get healthy. Because I'll tell you this, after you mature and grow, then there, is, there does come a time 
of commissioning. There does come a time when God says, I want you to do this. Remember the scripture says that, that, uh, that the Lord of the har talks about the Lord of the harvest. Well, who's the Lord of the harvest? Jesus is in charge, right? All authority in heaven and earth has been given to him. Therefore go. So he, right there, he's the Lord of the harvest. But the Holy Spirit's the one right now is going to be speaking into your ear and into your heart. What is it that God wants you to do? What is it that today God wants you to do? As a matter of fact, um, there was a verse I wanted to share yesterday and I never got to it, but let me read it now. It's Colossians 1.9. And it says, I pray that you would be filled with the, um, the, 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 filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Okay, I, I want to read that to you again. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. And we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will uh, through all spiritual or through all wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. The Holy Spirit wants to give you wisdom, knowledge and understanding, and he's going to give that to you as part of the life giving sap that's flowing through you. That's keeping you from wilting. Okay. But once again, I want to read this to you. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. That's why yesterday on the show, I prayed for you that God would just fill you up and strengthen you. And it says, we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives. Okay. So here, God wants to give you uh, wisdom, but you got to come to him. You got to come to him because then there comes a time of commissioning and that's when the fun begins. Now he whispered something to me, uh, when I was 17 years old, uh, one day I just had this thought, you'd make a great pastor all day long. I was filled with this one thought you'd make a great pastor. What was he doing? He was stirring my heart. He was, he was planting a seed in me to see if my heart would respond. Well, my heart did. I got excited about being a pastor. I was like, man, I want to do this. And how soon can I start? Like, come on. Well, that was when I was 17 years old, but it wasn't until I was 43 that I got ordained. And when I got ordained, something supernatural happened. Okay. But there was another thing that happened earlier and I'll tell that I'll share this with you later in the week about my particular call and uh, probably talk more about that tomorrow. But I want to tell you that once you are commissioned, the definition of who you are and what you are called to do becomes abundantly clear. Um, so here, when I was, so here, what this happened when I was 17, that I had this thought you'd make a great pastor. Then when I was in college, um, you know, I would share with my roommates different things about the Lord and talk to different people on campus about the Lord. And, and um, so my roommate starts, uh, you know, calling me Pastor Joe. <laughs> okay. And then he yells out the, he yells out the window one day out, out the dorm room when all the kids are walking by. He says, Joe, vote Joe Barlow for God. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when somebody doesn't have any spiritual understanding, they just say funny things. So anyway, we all laughed and uh, I was a little embarrassed, but I also knew something was happening there that there was a call coming from heaven that was stirring 
and he was using other people to, to keep this commission stirred up in my heart. As a matter of fact, there was later years, I was working a, a very intense job, very difficult job. And I, while I was working that job, I really forgot all about pastoring and becoming a pastor. Even though so many things had been lined up, you know, and, but I still, I just was forgetting about it. And then the Lord gave me a dream again. He says, in the dream, you are going to be a pastor. That's just the plan. So there is a commission from heaven. And there's a lot of people that die without ever finding out what their mission is. I don't want that to be you. I want you to be one of those people that actually get it. Okay? The fact that you're watching this show today, I want this to be a marker point in your life that says, I am going to get this. Like when I was 17 and I got that thing that dropped in my heart that said you'd make a great pastor, I got a determination that dropped in my heart that said, I'm going to do this. And I got real determined. I got like dogged determined that I was going to do this. And someday I was going to be a pastor. And here I am. I've been at it for uh, 15 years now, and 15 and a half years, and I'm enjoying myself. And I do believe that there's been fruit. And the fact that you're watching today is actually part of the fruit. So there is a commissioning for you. There is a mission for you. And God wants you to find out what it is. So that's why I prayed that Colossians 1.9 verse for you, that God would fill you with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. That's what I really want for you, okay? Now, I got some more things to share with you after I pray, but I want to pray for you real quick. So Heavenly Father, today's a big day for my friends because today you're going to drop some things in their heart. You're going to drop hints. You're going to show them scriptures, and you're going to have them hear things on the radio that are going to stir them. And Lord, I ask you that they would be stirred and desirous to be mission-minded. Lord, help them. Stir them up. Get them excited about this and excited about the hope to which you've called them. Uh, because, Lord, what a glorious hope it is. Lord, I really believe that you picked the right person when you picked my friend here to do your will. So here we are, Lord. Use them. Teach them. Teach all of us today in Jesus' name. I want to talk about your mission, your personal mission. We've been talking this week all about understanding mission, your personal mission. What has God called you to do? Now, listen, let me just tell you something. God knows your address. He knows how to reach you. When it's time for God to say something to you, he'll get the message through. So just be attentive we can learn how to hear the Lord's voice so that we develop this communication with him. Um, like I teach this class on hearing the voice of God and journaling, which I do recommend for you. Uh, it, it would change your life because it, it would help you to enter into this uh, ongoing conversation with God and have a record of it. You know, you, So hearing the voice of God and journaling. Go over to josephbarlow.com for that. But you have a mission and when God when it and when it's time for God to tell you what that is he knows where you live he knows how to get to you he knows how to speak to you and he knows how to make that a clear okay yesterday I was sharing with you Matthew chapter 28 talking about the Great Commission and that all of us have received the Great Commission but um, not all of us really get it and I wanted to mention something real quick regarding yesterday's scriptures and that is that I spent a lot of time 
meditating on those verses that we talked about yesterday, meditating on Matthew 28 and, uh, and the Great Commission. I spent a lot of time thinking about those, reading and, and, and pondering as I read, what are the implications of what's being spoken here? What am I supposed to do and how does this apply to my life? And Lord, what are you saying? Does this apply to me? Is this me that you're talking about here? And as I continued to meditate, those verses became more and more alive. So we do have a part to play, whether it's taking a class on hearing, learning how to hear God's voice, or, and also meditating on the scriptures and re learning to receive from God in that way. But this is all a setup. This is all just groundwork for the time when God gives you a personal mission. And once again, God knows how to reach you. God knows your address and he knows uh, how, what kind of message to send you, okay? And I, I was taught that when God actually gives you a call to the ministry of some sort, it would be supernatural. It's not just gonna be like, oh, I, you know, whatever. I just think I'm fond myself doing this. Um, and so I was believing for that. Now there's people who uh, have never received a quote unquote supernatural call even like Bill Johnson, someone who I highly respect and, um, you know, never felt like he received a supernatural call. Uh, that was a marked time. But for me, I knew that there was supposed to be, and I was believing that there would be. And so here I was, I was in preparation for ministry. I was, uh, running Bill Winston's school of ministry and, and Bible training center and, um, doing all this work of ministry but still wondering, am I truly called to be a pastor? And one Sunday, uh, right in the middle of service, Pastor Winston said, turn in your Bibles to this particular passage. And as I was turning in my Bible, my Bible hit this passage in Acts chapter 24, or I'm sorry, Acts chapter 26. And I wanna read it to you uh, because it says, Paul here is talking. And he said, about noon, King Agrippa, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun blazing around me okay uh, and around me and my companions so the first thing i want to say about that verse is that god's call to you will be significant in other words paul had quite a testimony um you know all of a sudden there's a quite a show happening here all right and then in verse 14 he says uh we all fell to the ground so paul got knocked off of his high horse right we all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Okay. Um, his call will come and bring a life-changing revelation. When God calls you, it will bring a life-changing revelation to you. Okay. Um, so uh, in verse 15, it says, Then I asked, who are you, Lord? As in, whoever you are, you just knocked me off my horse and you knocked all my buddies off their horses. Uh, you're Lord. Whoever you are, you're Lord. Now, who are you? And uh, Jesus said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now, you remember at the time, Paul was out there going from city to city, getting... Um, getting commissions from the, the high priests or the, you know, the high priest and the, and the synagogue rulers to go and capture all these Christians, right? And put them in jail. Um, well, 
so Paul was living by mission and commission, like we're talking about this week. But he had the wrong mission. And so Jesus showed up and said, uh, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And Paul said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus whom you are persecuting. Okay. And I will say about this. Um, when you get to know who God is, when Paul asked this question, who are you, Lord? He was asking that because he wanted it clarified. Because he knew, he, he was very zealous for the scriptures. And he wanted to, probably wanted to be like um, that guy in the Old Testament who, uh, who made things right in a certain situation. Uh, and, you know, he ran a, a rod through this one Israelite and the girl that he was sleeping with, who was a foreign woman. Um, and, and Paul probably, that was probably one of Paul's heroes. You know, I want to be like that guy. Uh, zealous for the will of God. Well, then Jesus showed up and said, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Um, so then let's go on to the next verse. Now, right here, the Lord spoke to Paul and said, now get up and stand on your feet. Now, I got to tell you that when I was sitting in the back of the church at Bill Winston's, when I read this verse, even though everybody else was sitting, I had to stand up. Well, thank God I was up behind the sound booth when God did, shared this with me. So I just stood up behind the sound booth because there's no chairs back there. So I would, there was nobody there to, to notice me standing up and it would not be abnormal. But I knew in my heart, based on what I was reading in this word, now get up and stand on your feet. That word was moving me and I was responding to it. The Lord said, I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and what you will see of me. Okay, so God's now getting specific and uh, he's introducing the call to Paul, to Saul, and he'll change his name later. Okay, uh, next verse in verse 17, it says, I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles that I am sending you. To. I am sending you to them, keep going, um, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Now, wait a second. Let's read that again. He said, I'm sending you to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. Okay. And from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. You know, friends, I would really love for you to take these verses uh, and meditate on them. But let's go to verse 18. So God promised that he would be with him, okay? So here in uh, verse 18, okay, um, can we get there? Yeah, there we go. Oh, let's go back to verse 18. There we go. To open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light. Yeah, okay, so I was already there. I'm sorry. And then verse 19. So then King Agrippa, I was not disobedient. I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven, okay? So here, Paul received a glorious um, invitation and commissioning from heaven. Paul, I want you to do this for me. Uh, Paul was already very studied in the scriptures. He was already a disciple of Gamaliel. He was already very active. He already had a mission that he was following. And that was to capture 
and uh, put in jail all the Christians that he could find because he was totally against this Jesus of Nazareth. But then God got a hold of him and he gave him a supernatural call and he brought him into alignment with his perfect will. And then God wants to do that with you. Now, go to the scriptures, my friends. Spend time in the scriptures because God has a personal mission for you. And I, will, I believe that if you are a student of the Bible, you literally will find yourself written in the scriptures. I believe you're in there. Jesus found himself in the scriptures. Through the study of the word of God, he found himself in the scriptures. I believe you can do the same thing. That you, if you study the word of God, you will find yourself in the word of God and it will make all the difference in the world. Please get into the word of God and study it. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would help my friends today. Really, it just your anointing would be so strong on them, Lord, today to get into the word and to find themselves so that they would get closer and closer to the mission and the commission that you have for them, the personal mission and the personal commission that you have for them. In Jesus' name. Hey friends, we're talking about mission all week long and I want to talk about serving the mission today. And I want to take you to a scripture in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. And it says, Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. And then it says, For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Now let me go back here real quick to the first verse. And it says, For the Lord replied, Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation or the vision and make it plain on tablets. And this whole week we're talking about mission. And what is your mission? Have you received a mission or a commission? Now we know that we've received the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28. But there is a mission individually for each one of us. You're going to have to write that down when God gives it to you and make it plain. Make it plain. God has something for you to do particularly. Now, this uh, doing this daily show, this came as a commission from God. That God spoke to me and he took a couple months to speak this into my life. And uh, it was really very, it's a long story about how he did it. And I don't need to get into that fully today. But I had to write down the revelation. And as I was going through all of the different segments of how he was revealing things, I was writing them all down and keeping a record of what he was saying to me. And then uh, it came uh, you know, abundantly clear on all on one particular day. Uh, he said, get up and write about that. And it was 11.02 at night on um, probably uh, February 13th of, of 2015. He, he had me. It was 11.03 at night. I was laying down in bed and he said, get up and write about this, uh, this thought process. And I started writing down this revelation. I started writing down the revelation he was giving to me so that I could run with it. Okay. And I still have those documents that I wrote that night. And I still, we're still actually running this show the way that he said to do it on that first night. Okay, so we are running with it right now. And um, so this is a call, this is a commission for me 
This is a mission that I'm on. Uh, this daily discipleship with Joe Barlow is a mission that God put in my heart uh, to bring the same comfort that's been given to me to bring it to bless others. And that's what I want to do. I want to bring it to bless other people. So um, I wrote down the revelation and I made it plain. Now, the thing about it then is that I've got to move my life into a, another, uh, I got to do some things with my life. I want to show you in Ephesians chapter four, verse one, it says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. So today we're talking really about serving the mission. Okay. So first you write it down to make it plain so that you can run with it. Okay. You put it up on the walls, do whatever you got to do. Uh, make it your screensaver, do all types of things. Put a note card up in the shower. I don't know, whatever you got to do to remind yourself of who you're called to be. One of the things that God has done, uh, when I went to Pastor Winston one day, I needed a word from God and I sat down and said, Pastor, I need you to, I need you to, I need a word from God. And he started talking he said, I see Joe that Romans 4.17 is going to be key to what God has for you to do. Well, I said, I mean, it's like, okay, great. But I didn't know what Romans 4.17 was. But I, as I was on my way home from that meeting with him, um, I decided to look that up. And uh, it said, you be the father of many nations. And, what, and you will call things that be not as though they were. In other words, you will speak and things will come to pass. Well, praise the Lord. That's what I believe. And uh, I've, I've received that word many times about being a father to many. Now... Uh, I wanted to have as many kids as we could. You know, we got seven, so that's pretty good, I think. And um, But the word was from this other friend who had also prophesied, father of many. When she prophesied this, she said, but it will be fulfilled in the ministry. And so here we are today, and me being able to speak into your life and into hundreds of other people's lives, and hopefully eventually thousands, and then on up from there, as the Lord wills and as the Lord uh, provides, but I'm running with the mission and I'm running with the vision that God's given me. I'm doing it. So here in Ephesians 4, it says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. So what I'm doing, my friends, is I'm taking the calling that I've been giving, given, and I'm trying to bring my whole life into alignment with that word. I want my whole life to line up with this, that in every way, you could see he's going after it and that God really you're not the one I'm trying to please it's actually God that I'm working to please I know that I'm already accepted and loved by God and he loves me dearly and all that and I know he's got my picture in his wallet he's got my picture on his mantle and you know all that kind of fun stuff right but I'm still working to please him because that's a desire in my heart is to please him and I'm working to please him and I love that I, I that's because I want to Guess what? It's not because I have to. It's because I have a desire in my heart to please my father. I just, I want to do this. And so I see this verse in Ephesians 4.1, and it says, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Well, my friends, when you're getting up and going to a black tie dinner, you don't put on jeans. You put on a nice suit and a black tie. Uh, if you're going to a wedding and they said, hey, we're all uh, going to do such and such, you dress accordingly. Or if you're going to uh, go skiing, you don't wear your bathing suit. Okay? 
you dress according to what you're going to be going into. And here you've been given a calling by God. You've been given a mission, a commission. And um, so live your life according to that, okay? Um, I don't have any desire to go out and, you know, go out carousing at bars or sleeping around or, or doing, you know, stealing or, you know, I was saying to somebody, you know, do you know how often I am tempted to do drugs? Never. <laughs> that, that temptation never comes to me and thank God it never does. You know why? Because I'm living my life worthy of the calling of that I've received. My life uh, is called but my friends so is yours you just got to go through the process if you missed some of the earlier shows this week please go back listen to Monday Tuesday Wednesday go back and get them because this what I'm sharing with you actually is very important it's not just another show it, it's really worth it's really worthwhile and if you want to get your life on track and find out You know, people ask, what is the meaning of life? I will tell them that's the wrong question. The true question is, what meaning are you going to put into your life? Is it going to matter that you were ever here? And I'm telling you, if you follow the, the teachings that I'm giving you this week, and in these shows, your life will matter. And I will tell you, it will matter significantly. I do believe right now that my life matters. I know for sure it matters to my wife, and I know for sure that it matters to seven of my my seven children, okay? And some of their spouses and to my three grandchildren. I know my life matters to them. And I, and I know that my impact is significant. And I know that my life matters to my church, okay? And I know that my life matters to those people who, uh, like you, who are watching this daily show and it's become a part of their life. I know that my life matters, okay? So it's very enjoyable to live a life of significance. You live with a different sense of strength and purpose and confidence. It's a wonderful thing. And so I invite you to this. I, I really, really honestly do. I invite you to this. Come back and listen through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday's teaching and get this, what I'm saying. Because I remember a, a couple weeks ago when I was preparing, I was writing down some things and I was like, Lord, what should be in that week? And he, all of a sudden I heard this right away, understanding mission. Like, I, so I wrote it down. I didn't understand what he meant by that. But as I began to pursue him in prayer, this whole message for this whole week came and it came very clearly, okay? So I want you to get it. So Ephesians 4, 1, live a life worthy of the calling that you received. And also over in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, write down the revelation, make it plain on tablets, and then for the revelation awaits an appointed time. Okay, now here's where the painful thing was. I had to wait, I had to wait, and I had to continue in my preparation, but I had to continue to wait and continue to wait until finally the day he spoke to me. So it did wait, but I'll tell you, the vision itself will speak to you, and you will live, and, and it's best for you to go ahead and live according to that vision. Let me pray for you. I hope you're getting something out of this today. I, I, I really enjoy this, but I think it's very important as well. So, Father God, in Jesus' name, I pray for my friends, Lord, whom I dearly love, and I pray for them that they would be blessed today. But, Lord, Lord, then help them to begin to make the adjustments in their life to line things up 
so that their life would be in alignment with your perfect will and that they would begin to know you and know, be filled with the knowledge of your will and that they would begin to see how their life is supposed to be and they begin to manipulate and move it into positions so that they could hit the target. Hey friends, I know you're called. You've got a mission and you've got a commission from God, but can you survive it? You've got to be able to survive it. And God, I want to share with you today things that are going to help you to make it through all the way to the finish line to do what God's called you to do. All right, friends, we're wrapping up the week on, on uh, understanding mission and that you have a mission, God has a mission for you, and then once he gives it to you, you're committed. You're committed to that mission, and that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to commit to the mission. Now, today I want to talk about surviving your mission. How do you survive? Well, I, I heard one, one guy say, he says, listen, God will pull you through if you can stand the pull. <laughs> now, there's a couple scriptures I want to share with you today about all of this. And the first one is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. And it says, um, and I shared this with you yesterday. And it says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. Now, if you're going to survive your mission, you're going to have to get things in your life tuned up. Just like when I play my guitar, I have to get that thing tuned up or it sounds terrible, right? So I have to get things in my life tuned up so that things stay on track and that we go the right direction. You get it? So live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. So line your life up with God's plan and with line your life up with his life. It's going to it's going to really help you, okay? The next one is Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. And it says um, for this reason since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. Well, that's a good thing right there. Make sure you're praying, obviously. Uh, if you're not a praying person, you're not probably not watching the show in the first place. Uh, and if you are watching the show and you don't pray much, uh, there's going to be an encouragement right here, right now. Be encouraged to be a praying person, okay? For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that gives that comes from the Spirit. Okay, so make sure that you, my friends, are praying to be filled up with the knowledge of his will. Okay. There's another verse in Philippians 2.13. It says that, uh, it prays, Paul says that God is at work in you to will and to act according to his good pleasure. So he's already working. He's working to fill you up with the knowledge of his will. That's what he's doing. You submit to it. The more, the more time you spend in prayer, it's going to be easier to receive and to hear from God. Amen? So then the next thing I want to share with you is over in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Okay, well, you're going to have to stay in faith. If you're going to survive the mission that you've been given, you're going to have to stay in faith. So, without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Okay? Now, I just want to tell you, friends, 
Just because God told you to do such and such doesn't mean you don't have to keep listening to him. You do. I, even though back in 2015, the Lord gave me this vision and this commission and this, for this mission of getting this daily show to you, I still have to come back to him every day. I still have to come back and talk to him. Now, the mission isn't changing. I still am delivering the show every day like he told me to do, okay? But I still have to come back and seek him and come after him because he is the source of my life. And if you're going to survive your mission, you're going to have to keep coming back to him because here it says in the scripture, he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So let's keep seeking him. Amen? Every day, we've got to go after him. Now, the next thing I want to share with you is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the, mar the race marked out for us. Okay? So, um... The thing that you're going to need to do with this verse is get rid of distractions. Throw off everything that hinders, okay? Get rid of anything that is hindering your call, okay? If you've got an alcohol problem, cut it out, okay? Be free right now in Jesus' name. Uh, and speak to your desire. Desire for alcohol, leave my body. Leave my life now, right? So you're throwing off anything that hinders. If you're stuck in pornography, stop that. Amen? Stop it. You don't need that stuff. That is not for you. Uh, that, that's lusting after somebody else's wife. Get rid of that stuff. You, that is hindering your call. So cut it out. Okay? Well, well, but I'm stuck in it. No, you're not. You're choosing to be stuck. Okay? Uh, you could take a cold shower. If you were serious, all you have to do is walk away. Say no. And you speak to your body to calm down. In Jesus' name, get in line with the call. Uh, once again, that verse I showed you earlier, it says, as a prisoner of the Lord, for the Lord, therefore, I, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. If you're stuck in alcohol and pornography and all these other things, you are not living the life that's worthy of the calling. So if you want to start being useful to God, get rid of the garbage and start acknowledging the fact that he has set you free. Okay? Get your life back focused where it's supposed to be. And oh, here, the next verse has a really great, uh, a really great uh, advice for you. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. If you're stuck on pornography, you're not fixing your eyes on Jesus. You're fixing your eyes on some woman. Stop it. Sometimes you just need to hear someone tell you, cut it out. Okay? And I don't know who that's for, but I'm telling you, cut it out. Okay? So fix your eyes on Jesus. Do you know that that is a cure for for pornography. If you're stuck on this, that means you're not delighting in the Lord. If you're delighting in the Lord, you're not going to be stuck on pornography because your delight's going to be in God. You're like, I love the Lord and I'm satisfied with my love for the Lord. He's, he is all that I want. He's all that I need and I'm sticking with him. Yes, that's the way to do it. Amen. Let me, let me go over these verses one more time with you. I really feel like this is important. Okay? Ephesians 4.1, live a life worthy of the calling that you've received. Okay? So uh, line your life up with his. The next is Colossians 1.9, and that's where you pray, you pray that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will. 
Okay, keep praying that God would fill you with the knowledge of his will. And the next one is Hebrews 11.6, keep seeking him. And after that, Hebrews 12.1, get rid of distractions. Throw off anything that's hindering you. Okay, um, you know, I'll tell you this. I was at, you know, Nancy and I got away with the girls, our youngest girls couple, uh, you know, the other day. And we were, um, I was down by the swimming pool and I walked past a mirror and I thought, hey, that ain't right. When I looked at the size of my, my belly, I thought, that ain't right. That is not living a life worthy of the calling. So guess what I'm doing? I'm just returning to my fasting and prayer days that I've always enjoyed so much. Now, uh, I, I'm, I'm fasting and praying because I need to uh, fast and I need to pray, not just for my health's sake, but for my vision's sake, my mission's sake. I'm going after God. I'm, I'm using this fast to help me throw off everything that hinders. And it's not just physical weight. Um, fasting, like a friend of mine, I told you this before, but a friend of mine came to me one time. He said, man, you need to pray for me. He said, I'm having a real hard time. He said, I've just pornographic thoughts and all this stuff. He said, you need to pray for me. I said, listen, man, if you're having a problem with pornography, he said, I said, just, I said, that's your flesh. I said, just stop feeding it. He's like, what? I said, yeah, just go on a fast, man. So he comes back to me two weeks later. He says, brother, he said, that really worked. He said, I fasted and prayed. And he said, I am amazed. He said, all of that lifted off of me. He said, I'm free. And he was free. And I am so thankful. So God has put this in his word about fasting and prayer. And it's part of the thing that's going to help you to live a life worthy of the calling that you've received. And it's going to help you cast off all of these uh, things that would hinder you. And it's going to give you the opportunity to pursue him. And so then when you fix your eyes on Jesus, you're not full of distractions. Amen. So um, let's, let's get to this, my friends. Let's get to this. Let's get after because in order for you to survive the commission that you've received, survive this calling that you've received, you're going to have to do some things. You're going to have to be sharp and you're going to have to stay on it. Do you know that I have done hundreds of these shows? I've gone hundreds of days without missing. I mean, there was one or two days there was a technical glitch that caused the problems, but we still came back and did something so that we could be obedient to the calling. Okay? We've gone for a hundred, we've gone hundreds of these shows and I'm, I'm thankful. They're all on my Facebook page, on the YouTube page and all that, but they're there for you. I'm doing this because I, I've got to survive this. I've got to survive this commission because I've got a long road ahead of me. And so here coming into the new year, I'm like, okay, I've got to get some things lined up and I've got to realign. I've got to do this and that. And here God's telling me to talk to you about understanding your mission. I hope the, this whole week has been helpful to you. If you'd missed any of the days, please go back. All right. Now, Heavenly Father, I pray that this entire week's worth of teachings would be highly impactful in the people that listen to it. And Lord, I pray that you multiply the number of listeners who get this in Jesus' name. My friend, I'm praying for you. Please keep praying for me. God has amazing things for you. You need to go to church this weekend. If you haven't been going to church, go to church. I mean, that's part of it. You've got to be part of the body of Christ. Amen. We love you. We're praying for you now. Okay, you keep praying for us and we'll see you next week. God bless. Hey friends, 
We have a Facebook group called Daily Discipleship with Joe Barlow, and I would love for you to go over there and sign up for it. We have uh, three questions you would need to answer at the beginning before you get involved, because uh, I want to make sure that the people who are joining this group are actually the people who really should be in it. People who are interested in growing in their faith, growing in their uh, relationship with Jesus Christ. That's really, really who we want in there. So um, answer the three questions. And then what we're going to do is you'll see, uh, you can see the page scrolling right here and all the different things that are on there. We put the daily show up in there and we have a lot of other things. But uh, a lot of times I get prophetic words and I put those up there. I also do, we're going to do our live prayer and prophecy up in there. It's stuff you want to get involved with. So go ahead and click and enjoy that group. We love you. Hey friends, I got to tell you about this class that I put together called Hearing the Voice of God and Journaling. This class is really near and dear to my heart. There's a lot of very powerful things that are happening in this class and the people that take it tell me this thing has really literally changed my life because I've, I've wondered if I could hear from God. Now I know that I can hear from God. People's lives are being changed. And if you've never experienced this in a way that you can really have some serious confidence in your heart that what you're hearing is from God, and then you take the time to write it down, and this becomes a regular part of your life, huge. I'm not kidding. It's huge. When this happened to me and God showed me how to do this, I have started to put together journals. I've got journals ever since I was 13 years old. I want you to have the same treasure of knowing God, knowing his voice, and hearing him. Join us. Go over to josephbarlow.com and sign up for this class. It will change your life. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed that message. I've been praying for you, and I'm going to keep praying for you. Because I really believe that the truths that I shared today have to get really deep in your heart. And if you need more information, or if there's any way I can help, please reach out to us at www.josephbarlow.com.